Safer Chemicals Podcast. Sound science on harmful chemicals. Brought to you by the European Chemicals Agency. Hello and welcome to the Safer Chemicals Podcast. Lead has been used in ammunition for hunting and sports shooting, as well as in fishing tackle, for centuries. It is estimated that each year around 100,000 tons of lead is dispersed into the EU environment from these uses. The European Chemicals Agency has looked into the possible risks to wildlife, livestock, the environment and our health. It concluded that there are risks that are not adequately controlled and need to be addressed at EU level. In this episode, we interview Mr. Niels Kastrup from the Danish Academy of Hunting. We met during an event organized by the European Chemicals Agency, where stakeholders were invited to share their views on the restriction of lead ammunition in hunting and sports shooting. Niels is first and foremost a hunter, and his insight is based on real-life experience of hunting in Denmark, where there has been a ban of lead for the past 20 years. I have the experience from Denmark being a hunter, and in Denmark we have had a ban on lead shot hunting for more decades now. So, so it's like explaining what are our experiences with hunting without lead shot. And can you, for my benefit, explain what those experiences are? In a nutshell, it, it's not a big difference. We, uh, there was a phase-in period where we had to get used to use non-lead, but today there's a new generation of hunters uh, that don't even think about what they're using and they have no need to use hunt, uh, lead shot or even rifle bullets in lead. And can you give a little bit of background as to why it was banned in the be- to begin with? Um, uh, the main cause why it was banned was that there was evidence that water birds were eating, ingesting uh, leaded gunshot. And that was the reason why it, the lead shot was firstly uh, banned in wetlands and afterwards it was banned in all habitats, mainly to be able to control this regulation in the wetlands because it was very difficult to enforce such a partial uh, regulation uh, as we know also from other countries. So water birds ate them and then the follow-up negative effects then for us, for the environment, what might those be? When the water birds ingest lead shot, uh, they simply get lead poison. Lead is one of the most poisoned poisonous metals that we have. So when the uh, lead shot enters the gizzard of such a, a duck uh, or water bird or any bird, uh, the gizzard will erode the, the, the metal and it will be absorbed in the digestive tract and then the bird will uh, suffer uh, either sublethal or die from it. What about then from a human health perspective? I mean, if the, the, the meat that you're shooting ends up on our plates, there have been other uh, people interviewed saying that you can always cut around and remove the parts with the pellets. Is that the case? From the beginning, there was not much uh, concern about human health and lead shot. That was the more the health of the water birds and other uh, wildlife. But today, there's a concern about human health, mainly connected to uh, leaded rifle ammunition, because lead from rifle bullets may fragment and spread into the tissues of of venison or game meat, and that's where you then get a link to uh, human consumers, but also to uh, predators and uh, scavengers 
feeding on, on such, such carcasses that are intoxicated or polluted with uh, lead fragments. Some of the people that have been interviewed have said that there isn't enough evidence to show that there's a concern. Uh, why do you think, if it's so easy uh, as it, it was in Denmark, in your words, uh, easy may be a bit strong, but it, it happened, you were able to ban it completely. Why do you think we're still at this stage in, on a European level where there's such a resistance uh, to change? But we have so much evidence, so, so the problem is so well documented and we have also uh, documented many of the solutions, how to get, approach this, uh, this uh, issue technically, uh, legally and so on. So it's, in my, my opinion, it's a rather simple thing, but it is complicated because it's a very political issue. It's something that breaks up with the tr traditional thinking of hunters and that's, that's where you really touch uh, something uh, basically in the hunters. So it's a very political issue. Seen from a technical and a, and a legal point of view, it's a quite simple issue. Uh, you mentioned the alternatives that, that are already in use. Are they more expensive? Because that's another argument I've been hearing, that if the cost will go up exponentially. In general, they are somewhat more expensive. Uh, if you take uh, steel shot as a substitute for lead shot, it's about the same price. But if you use tungsten or bismuth shot as a substitute for steel or for lead shot, suddenly it becomes quite uh, expensive. As for the bullets, what we see on the websites we visit in Denmark or other countries, uh, the price is approximately the same, but there's still a trend that non-toxic or non-lead ammunition is a bit more expensive than uh, lead at types. So I take it from what you're telling me that uh, as a hunter you are actually in favor of even a complete ban of using lead across the European Union? Absolutely, because I think we have a huge obligation to prove that hunting is sustainable and there's no way we could defend hunting to be a sustainable activity with, if it can be connected with an avoidable uh, dispersal of a toxic matter in, in natural habitats. Yes, when it comes to a, a, a Europe-wide ban or a worldwide ban on lead ammunition, I'm absolutely in favor of that. I would recommend that. I know that there's a lot of challenges, but if we want to promote hunting being a sustainable activity and we want to make the public accept hunting, it's important that it's not connected with the dispersal of a toxic metal in, uh, in nature. So that's a much more political approach. And on top of that, I don't want to take uh, lead um, polluted uh, game meat with back to my own family and make them eat that. So, so it's on all levels, I think, that we should do this uh, in order to make hunting sustainable. What do you think about the process? I think there's a lot of good documentation in this uh, ECHA and REACH uh, process. It's of course a slow process because you need to have a lot of people, a lot of stakeholders involved in that. So that's why uh, now and then perhaps you could wish that everything was speeded a bit more up. But what, I, what I'm happy about is to see that many countries now do it on their own and we see approaches now in the UK, we see it in Scandinavian countries that they go on their own and they, they're not waiting for the EU approach. Thank you for tuning in. You can find more episodes at eka.europa.eu forward slash podcasts.